Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Storytime with Dave. I'm your host, Dave. Coming to you live, well, it's not live, from my studio in my house. Remember, guys, I have a studio now. Remember? I saw a video. I'm like trying to do voice acting work. It's not easy, man. It's really not easy trying to land that work. And I was watching this video about how to get really good audio. And the guy was like, you should make a studio in your house and you can make it. It's not that hard to make it. He's like, you just got to have a closet that you can like sit in small room. Well, I forgot that we have a closet in the upstairs. I'm in it right now. The sound quality is better in here. But you know what? I still got to like do some stuff. I still got to put up some blankets and shit for more muffling and more dampening and less echoing. You understand? But for now, it'll do. I think it's pretty solid. You know? I totally forgot about this place, but it's my new studio now. So this is where I do my episodes. I'll tell you this. You know how I'm like unemployed, but not really because I'm doing, because I'm doing, uh, what is it called? I'm doing, oh, there's a bunch of books up here. I wonder what kind of books. Well, okay. I was telling you guys that, oh shit. Oh, this is cool. Wait, um, what was I telling you? Oh, I was doing, well, I'm making money doing valet. You know, that's happening, but that's not much. There's not a whole lot of that going on. And and money from comedy, of course. But that's pretty minimal. I mean, I don't know if you guys know the biz very well. But it is not a well-paying job until it's a really well-paying job. Which is, which is way down the road. If ever. It's like it either pays nothing. And that's like 98% of comics. Or it pays like a shit ton. That might be even less. That might be literally 1% of comics. And they make a killing. And then the rest of us, we're just fucked. Hey, thanks for doing that 15-minute set. Here's $20. That's work for the night. And when you think about it, that's kind of cool. But it's not that cool. Let's see. I'm just looking through these books. We've got the Constitution of the United States. How about that? Um... Hold on, let me see. I'm kind of just holding the mic. I hope the uh, audio's coming in good. What's the, what do you guys, let's do a little quiz. What's the Eighth Amendment? Do you guys know what the Eighth Amendment is? Let's find out. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Okay, okay, Eighth Amendment. Okay, State of New Jersey. How about this? How about I got a DUI? And I got to pay $1,000 a year for three years. Isn't that an excessive fine? That's after the $1,000 fine I paid when I was at court. Like the court fees and the fines and shit. And then there's a surcharge, bros. A $1,000 a year surcharge. That's uh, that's not excessive. I, I argue thus. The state of New Jersey is unconstitutional in their enforcement of DUI laws. This surcharge is unconstitutional, and I will take it to the highest court if I must. 
So let's see. And cruel and unusual punishment isn't putting a breathalyzer in my car that I have to pay $100 a month for. Isn't that cruel and unusual? That $800, because it was in there for eight months, that is that is in addition to these other, right? It's in addition to what I told you before. New Jersey, unconstitutional, horrible state, terribly corrupt. Things haven't changed very much. Let's see, what's the Ninth Amendment? The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. I don't even know what that means. How about we make these amendments a little more clear? I'm not suggesting we change any amendments, okay? Oh, what about the 12th Amendment? Look at this. This is a long amendment. Let's see, what's this? The electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom, at least, shall not be an inhabitant of the same, of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person who voted for as president and in distinct ballots the person voted for as vice president and they shall make a distinct and they shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for as president and of all persons voted for as vice president and of the number of votes for each which lists they shall sign and certify and transmit Sealed to the seat of government of the United States, directed to the president of the Senate, the president of the Senate shall... This is still one sentence. I'm, you should Google the 12th Amendment. This is still one sentence, everything I've read to you. Continuing, one sentence. The president of the Senate shall, in the presence of the Senate and the House of Representatives, open all the certificates and the votes shall then be counted. The person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. If such a number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have such majority then from the persons having the highest numbers not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president the house of representatives are choose immediately by ballot the president end of sentence one but in choosing the president the vote shall be taken by states the representation from each state having one vote a quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the states, and a majority of all states shall be necessary to a choice. And if the House of Representatives shall choose, shall not choose a president whenever the right of choice shall devolve upon them for the fourth day of March next following, when then the vice president shall act as president as in the case of the death or other constitutional disability of the president. The person having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be the vice president if such number be a majority and the whole number of electors appointed. And if no person have a majority, then for the two highest numbers on the list, the Senate shall choose the vice president a quorum for the purpose shall consist of two thirds of the whole number of senators. And a majority of the whole number of it shall be the necessary to a choice, but no person consistently constitutionally ineligible for the office of president shall be eligible to the vice president of the United States. So that's pretty straightforward, as you can tell. 
Everyone knows what the 12th Amendment is about. I mean, I just read it for you. If you can't understand that, you must be stupid. I mean, it's very, very simple. Let the Great World Spin. What's that? By Colin McCann? Oh, David McCullough. He's a good, right? Isn't he a good um, winner of the Pulitzer Prize? 1776. That's pretty cool. What is this book? In this masterful book, David McCullough tells the intensely human story of those who marched with General George Washington in the year of the Declaration of Independence, when the whole American cause was riding on their success, without which all hope for independence would have been dashed, and the noble ideals of the Declaration would have amounted to little more than words on paper. Perhaps I'll read that someday. Alcoholics Anonymous, the original 1939 edition. Why would we have this? This is just further evidence that I am indeed a fetal alcohol baby. I hear people outside. Someone's going to open the door to here. It's my studio. You're not allowed in my studio. Ridiculous. Like, what do you think? You hear a voice in a closet? What do you think's going on? my studio bro why am i even looking at these books i just wanted to see if there was anything good over here i guess okay they're leaving i guess 1776 is good but that's it these are all like books for women though here's a dictionary oh jesus here's a dictionary Let's see. Peat bog. Peat bog. Bog composed of peat. This is um, the Oxford Dictionary. Fragmentary. Fragmentary. What does it mean? Okay, whatever. You know what? I, I tried to get a job writing not just voice acting work but also writing i'm trying to be creative you know figure out i'm i'm laying on one of these exercise balls you know the ones i'm talking about the big exercise balls that you could like sit on i'm kind of like laying on it you know hopefully this is a uh hopefully i'm making a good visual representation of what's going on right here um, but I started writing for this thingy, some guy, it's like Upwork, you know, Upwork, that's where you can get freelancing work. And so I went on Upwork and I started writing today. He gave me an assignment. Listen how weird this is. He sends me, well, he was like, it's going to be random shit. That's what he told me. He was like, this shit's going to be fucking random as fuck. He was like, all the articles are like basically anywhere from 1,500 words to 4,000 words. Today was the first one. It was 1,500 words. They pay not a lot, but whatever. I need a, I need a portfolio of professional work that I've done. So this will help. And uh, so I wrote about karaoke systems, like home karaoke systems. He gave me like seven amazon links and he's like write up an article about all of these 
just give like a general rundown, 1500 words. That's not a lot. Give like a general rundown of each of them. Compare, contrast. I was like, all right, bro, you got it. And then I did it. Took like two hours, you know, solid. There's something called Grammarly.com. If any of you write articles or anything, you can go to Grammarly.com. It's free and it'll give you all these spelling errors and grammar errors and all that bullshit. And it'll even give you like a rating. It'll even tell you if it's like compelling. Because I, I, I did mine on Grammarly and like all the grammar looked good and stuff pretty much. I just had to make some tweaks. But then it was like, you get a 79. And it was like, it's not very compelling. And I was like, you know what, man? Fuck you. How am I supposed to make it compelling? I'm talking about karaoke systems that you can buy for your home. How is that supposed to be compelling? This book is The Tao of Now, which was given to me by a hippie. I'll read you something. All that is real. Were you planning to wait for tomorrow to be alive? Is that what you were planning, you weak bitch? Be alive. Here, Donna Lee Gorell writes, One Tuesday in March, with about half of the ship... Ooh. One Tuesday in March... With about half the shopping finished, I was standing at the supermarket meat counter looking at a T-bone steak when suddenly I became the steak. Whoa, Donna. It's crazy. And that's all that I was. A butchered animal lodged in a cold meat counter, ready to be bought, cooked, and eaten. I did not see myself from the outside as such, but from the inside. I felt my being intersperse with each molecule of the steak, each space between the molecules. Then, bound into that form, I felt suffocated in a dark pool of mud. I was lost inside this strange dimension of matter until something, a feeling of sorts, reminded me of myself. I desperately wanted to be me again but there was a huge force opposing my return. Stupefied, I could not move, think, feel, or hear. Everything stopped at that moment. All was still as I felt my feet merge with the floor. Then out of the silence, I began to hear something, not words, but a feeling sound. Who's... (laughs) But a feeling sound? What the fuck is a... She wrote feeling dash sound, but it wasn't a dash as in like pause. It was like, but a feeling sound whose meaning I had to translate. My attention was completely focused on this message, which I knew could help me return to reality, yet it was outside my grasp. What is it I need to know? I pleaded silently. Tell me. Then I focused on my body, my breath. As the rustling sounds of paper bags fell on my ears, the answer came. Now is all that is real. How much acid do you think Donna was on when she wrote that? She must have edited sober, but I'm sure the original thought was acid. Toe nail polish. One day, Maureen Stewart Roshi was having tea with friends at her home in Cambridge when the telephone rang. Do Buddhas wear toenail polish? A seven-year-old caller wanted to know. 
That's what a seven-year-old sounds like. Are you wearing toenail polish? Roshi responded. Yes, shouted the little girl and hung up. This is a weird book, man. The Tao of Now. This is a weird book. This will go back on the shelf and hopefully no one will ever find it. And it can just it could just sit there forever. What does the Alcoholics Anonymous book say? Do you guys find this interesting at all? <clears throat> is this uh Wait, is this a book? Alcoholics Anonymous was founded in 1935. Uh okay. Well, what is it? My friends came to my aid. They tried to help me, but I didn't want help. I was ashamed and preferred not to see them come around. As they knew that, and they knew that as long as I didn't want to quit, as long as I preferred my own will instead of God's will, oh, there's the God stuff getting a little weird, the remedy simply could not be applied. It is a striking thought that God never forces anyone to do his will, that his help is ever available, but has to be sought in all earnestness and humility. Is that true? Did God never force his own will? What about when he flooded the world? Isn't that kind of forcing your own will? When he flooded the world and killed everyone? Wasn't that his own will? I mean, if you're into that stuff. Wasn't that kind of forcing people? I guess drowning doesn't count as forcing people. If you drown everyone. Different page. I knew I was a drunkard. Enduring all the hangover hells that every alcoholic experiences. I made the usual resolutions. My thoughts sometimes turned to the idea that there must be a remedy. I have stood listening to street corner preachers tell how they did beat the game. They seem to be happy in their fashion, they and the little group of supporters, but always pride of intellect stopped me from seeking what they evidently had. Sniffing at emotional religion, I walked away. I was an honest agnostic, but definitely not a hater of the church or its adherents. What philosophy I had was thoroughly paganistic. All my life was devoted to a search for pleasure. I wanted to do nothing except what it pleased me to do and when I wanted to do it. I get you, bro. I get you, brother. Alcoholics Anonymous. I get you, bro. Just not the God stuff. That makes it weird. Um, How long have we been at this? 19 minutes? Okay, well, I said some things. You're mildly updated on on my life that writing thing maybe that'll turn out to be something cool and then i can do more freelance writing it felt like doing homework today you know it didn't feel like real work and i never really minded doing homework i never really minded writing essays so it's something uh i'd be totally fine with doing if i can make a little more money from it but for now i'll take the pittance i hate that word the pittance pittance P-I-T-T-A-N-C-E. I'll take the pittance that they're offering me to build up a portfolio to perhaps make a bit more money in the future. Imagine that if I could just write 
make enough money to pay rent and shit and then do comedy at night. That would be cool as fuck, bro. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.